Welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass Podcast, where we help you ignite your inner badass and create the service business of your dreams. I'm your host, Tanya Wilson, and together we'll dive into inspiring stories and expert coaching to set your journey on fire. Let's dive in. ladies, welcome to the podcast. Today is going to be fire. And if you are a mom and an entrepreneur, and even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're a mom, you're going to want to stick through to the end of this one because my guest today is Scotty Durrett and she is a mom of three. She's a certified life and health coach and she's the host of the Momplex podcast. She focuses on ending mommy martyrdom. Can't wait to hear what that's all about by empowering moms to reclaim their passion and find balance in their life. And I can't wait to hear if she thinks that's possible because sometimes I feel like, I don't know. I just don't know anymore. So I'm super excited to have Scotty here with us today. She is a kindred spirit big time. We have already written a book while we were talking before we hit record on this. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a good one. I think two moms that are building businesses that have kids and have a similar personality and not being afraid to say shit and fuck whenever it seems and is deemed appropriately just has a lot to talk about all the time because those are the ones that are going to shoot it straight to you. And that's what we do on this podcast. And that's why I'm so excited to have Scotty here today. So Scotty, give us a little bit about your backstory. Tell us a little bit about you and then tell us why you decided to get moms out of this bullshit mommy martyrdom thing that they do. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I just got so fired up when you were going through what I do because it's not that I haven't heard it a thousand times, but this, it is 100% possible. I know that I'm living, walking proof of it. Flashback four years ago, and I basically had a breakdown clutching a laundry basket, right? Literally froze in my tracks after I properly yelled at my kids for about 30 minutes, trying to get them out the door. I literally slid down the wall, clutching this laundry basket and just tears streaming down my face. And there was a voice inside my head that said, are you fucking kidding me? Is this it? Is this it? Are we done this today? This is what life is going to look and feel like for it. And I had been avoiding that voice for quite some time, but I, it had been lingering. And I have to say in that moment, I didn't know what I was going to do then. I didn't have the answer, but I had the aha. And from that moment on, I was like, look, I don't know where I'm going to go, but I cannot stay here. And through that initial breakdown, I have now discovered, oh my gosh, first of all, I'm not the only one that feels this way. There are other moms who feel completely overworked, overwhelmed, overstressed, and frozen, not even sure what to do. And they feel like shit if they have this desire, I want more than just being a mom, right? There's a ton of guilt in there. And so as soon as I started talking about it, I realized, oh my gosh, there are other moms who who feel the same way. We all need some support and help. Let me go back to school, become certified, start a podcast and start telling the fucking truth. Stop sugarcoating stuff so that we can actually start to feel the way we all want and deserve to feel. Because when we feel the way we want to feel, we become the most kick-ass mom we've ever been. And those two things work together. And so that's why I do what I do because I just, I changed my life. I want to help change other moms too. I love that you bring up the point of like, I'm not going to coat sugarcoat shit anymore. I think for women for so long, it's been like, I'm fine. Like 
which is the most fucked up place to be. Like, fine. We were. Just, I was just talking to the about this with my friend Summer. She's like, that word "fine" is like the most toxic positivity that women feed themselves ever. It's such bullshit. Because why bullshit. are we settling for fine enough? Like, I'm fine. I'm okay. Even though you're like ready to scream. And run away and join a circus somewhere. It seems like it would be less chaos than sometimes the world that we have around us. Because we ha- we haven't learned or have the tools or are working with someone that can help us figure out how to manage these things. So I love that. That's why I love having a podcast yes. too. Like stop sugarcoating shit. Sometimes stuff is hard. How many times I'd love to hear a story from you. Like a time when you have been like as a mom where you're like, this is fucking hard. And I'm not in a good place, but you had to like lie about it or be fine about it so that people didn't find you out. Is there anything that really stands out that you can remember about that? Take you on like the first 10 years of my motherhood journey. But real quick, before we move on to that, which I am an open book, I will tell you anything. The whole I'm fine. That's such a fucked up place to be because how many times have you been riding home from school in the car with your kid and you say, how are you doing? How was the day? They say, I'm fine. You're like, that's it. And you're like, you come up with more creative questions because you're saying that's not an answer. So you demand them to answer you and come up with their true feelings and what's going on, but you don't give that back to your family, right? So when you're huffing and puffing around the kitchen because nobody's helping you clean the kitchen and everybody says like, hey, mom, do you need help? You're like, no, I'm fine. Great. They're going to take you. Why wouldn't they take you at your word? Why wouldn't they trust that you're telling them the truth? And so then there's this weird test that I used to give to my family. And I'll tell you this story. It's I would test them, right? Oh, I'm fine. But then I would slam the dishwasher hard and just like huff and puff around thinking they still aren't helping me. They still don't notice. Why can't they notice? We live in the same house. Why can't they also notice that the kitchen needs to be clean? But I never asked. I never asked him for help. Not once. I just tested them, but I kept telling them I was fine when I wasn't. So it was like, it was, I was setting, it was a lose-lose for everybody involved. And yeah, you know, it, for the longest time I lived when I first had my kids super insecure. I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I read every mommy book under the plan. I I highlighted and took notes in the margins of every mom book known to man. And how did it help me? It just made me more nervous. It just made me Mm -hmm. so overwhelmed and exhausted. And when my kids finally popped out, I was like, oh, there's never been a, they've never been here before. So there's no book written about them. So I really don't know what I'm doing. And I felt really, really scared and very insecure. So I started to copy other people in my neighborhood. I started to copy what other moms were doing, where they were sending their kids. I even started copying how other moms were dressing and how my house should be decorated, right? I was really trying to like, if I look the part, nobody will know that I'm literally crying myself to sleep every night because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm worried that I'm fucking my kids up forever. And that was mm-hmm. kind of what I put on a show. I put on the Scotty is the perfect mom show. And then literally one day I my body actually stopped working. It actually stopped responding to my mental cues. I was like, please walk forward. And my body said, we're not moving one more step. And so my thankfully my physical body started to just put the brakes on because my, my ego and my mind was not going to stop me. Right. I was just going to keep hiding and pretending. And now looking back on it, I was like, I was so busy trying to pretend that I was fine. I really missed 
getting to know my kids. I really missed getting to know who am I as a mom? Like what feels good to me? I was so busy trying to do what other people were doing that I never really figured out my way. Now I have no regrets. I'm always so thankful for the version of me. She worked her ass off. I wouldn't be where I am today without her. No shame. But what can I learn from her, right? What was she not doing for herself that really prevented her from feeling as good as she wanted to feel? And that was a huge thing for me. You know, I really, it was a lot of FOMO, a lot of comparisonitis, a lot of jealousy, a lot of gossiping, a lot of talking shit, a lot of surviving off of coffee all day and surviving off of wine. And I just never Mm -hmm. felt good. I never trusted myself. And that's really where the underlying, I just didn't trust who I was as a mom, but I never even gave myself a chance to try, you know? And that was kind of a big, I didn't like the way that felt. I didn't like the way I, I I didn't like the way I felt. And that was, that was a big thing I had to admit. That was a, that was hard. I remember seeing a, I can't remember if it was on Pinterest or something, but it was a quote that said, your kids don't need a perfect mom. They need a happy mom. Totally. And like that just, it still kills me to do that because I think when we first have kids like that, you don't know what the hell you're supposed to be doing. So I'm going to make the perfect birthday cake and I'm going to make the perfect this and you got to be dressed from head to toe in bows and ribbons and everything else. And this is a direct reflection of who I am and how I am as a mother, you know, that you show up so much with that. You just make yourself go crazy. There's no time left for you. Yeah. And if we don't take care of ourselves, who the hell is taking care of our kids? It's not even us authentically showing up for our kids because now we're trying to be somebody that we're not. Siri, you know, it's, you just made me think about that birthday cake because the birthdays are a real trigger, right? The meal prep, Mm -hmm. the birthday cakes, what you look like at the birthday party. And I remember my daughter had this massive princess phase where she just wanted to wear, you know, one of the Disney princess dresses and the plastic shoes. And we had Mm -hmm. to go to this birthday party and she wanted to wear the little mermaid and wear the plastic little mermaid shoes. And I fought her on it. I fought her on it till she and I were both crying on the floor because I wanted her to wear the appropriate smocked dress. So she looked all appropriate. Looking back, I'm like, you know what? She just wanted, she just wanted to be herself. That's how she felt like expressing herself that day. And I fought her on it, which just exhausted me to no end. And it created so much insecurity, tension, and a lot of wasted energy. And if I had just kind of not sweat the small stuff and just gone to the party, I don't know that it would I I don't think the world would have stopped spinning. And in that moment, I think the world, I thought that the world was going to stop spinning. And it's easier to say I'm 47. I can look back on life and I have evidence that, you know, you don't have to sweat the small stuff, but it's just something I, that's why I want, I'm so glad you and I have these podcasts because what I, definitely don't want is for another mom to have to wait till she hits her breakdown before she has a breakthrough. I want us to share what we're going through because if what I'm saying can make a 1% difference in your day to day, how that will ripple into your future self. And that's kind of, you know, I think it's so important for us to really be honest about when it's hard, about when we're fucking scared, about when we don't know what we're doing and not only celebrate what's going well, celebrate what's going wrong and how we're getting through that. Right. But also saying I'm fine and not feeling shame if you're freaking loving it. Right. Like celebrate that. Why? What are you doing? That's helping you freaking love motherhood that maybe I could try that too. Like share, you know, like share some experiences with me. 
we're always just kind of stuck in this mediocrity, this kind of vanilla. We don't want to show that we're having a hard time, but we also don't want to be too braggy either. So we kind of sit in this space where we're like, oh no, just don't look at me. Everything's good. Everything's good. But maybe mm-hmm. there's more behind the story how, there. Yeah. But how come you're not looking at me? <laughs> Seriously. It is one of those things like, don't brag because you've got something awesome. Like how many, you know, like a woman can like earn something and she won't say anything about it. And then you will see, you know, like, I don't mean to brag. Like, I don't really want to throw myself out there. Like you fucking earn it. Like talk about this stuff. The more you talk about it, my friend Carlin says the same thing. She's like, if we don't start talking about the fact of how women are winning in this world and business and how they're picking stuff up and showing other women what is fucking possible, more women are just going to sit back with great ideas in their heads saying, I can't do that because I'm not seeing it modeled for me anywhere so even if you're doing it for your children to say my mom was a great mom my mom showed up for me yes maybe my mom didn't stay at home with me full-time but my mom kicked ass she ran a business she does all of these things what was so crazy for me that I never believed I could be where I'm at now with my home service company as a kid I never saw women do stuff like that But now for my daughter, she's like, why the fuck wouldn't I have a construction business? You know, like she doesn't even know that there was a limitation that was there. So it's Mm -hmm. really continuing to show up for, for yourself, which will impact your children. And I think for so much, we're like, how do I show up for my kids all the time? We're not raising kids. We're raising adults. Like they're going to be adults sometime, like teach them the skills to become that. Otherwise they're going to stay your children (laughs) forever. And if you don't believe that, try to hire people (laughs) right now. (laughs) I love what you said though. If, if you're not taking care of yourself, who is taking care of your kids? And I think the same thing, just, you know, if if you're not speaking up for yourself, how can you ask your kids to, if you're not getting yourself proper sleep, Self-love, self-compassion, give yourself grace, you know, pick yourself up, brush yourself off when you stumble and fall. How in the fuck are your kids going to learn that? Because that's not taught in school, right? Mindset's not taught in school. Confidence is not taught in school. You know, self-compassion, grace, none of that is taught in school. In fact, the more like monotonic, what's the word I'm looking for? The more the same they are in school, the more they fit into the appropriate box. And then the teacher can teach the group, right? So then it's our job to nurture that individuality for them to know that when they come home, safe space for them to speak up, safe space for them to feel and process their emotions, safe space for them to try new things and expand. Like kids are supposed to come into this earth and actually kind of test out where are the boundaries? Is it this far? Sure. This far? This far? Great. They're not supposed to be here well behaved. They are supposed to have tantrums when you tell them no seconds on ice cream. They don't know any other way to you know express themselves. It's our job to get our shit together so we can say, I get it. I see you. That is, that's hard. I like second scoops of ice cream too. I'm here for you. You got it. We're going to get through this. You're amazing, right? That's the kind of thing. But if we're not taking care of ourselves, how are we then able to meet our kids where they need us to meet, right? How It's like that whole thing too with, I grew up in a household where I became responsible in a sense for my mom's happiness. And there was a lot of pressure on me to mm-hmm. be the perfect kid, the people pleaser, the always making sure that she was okay. And I swear I spent my whole life looking over my shoulder, second guessing every decision, 
how is this going to affect my mom? Is my mom going to be able to handle this? Is my mom have the capacity, right? That was never my job. My job was never to be put on this earth to make her feel happy and proud. My job is to live my life to the fullest. Her job is to live her life to the fullest and set an amazing example for me to learn from, right? But it's this whole responsibility, but it's, I need it. You know, it's like responsibility to your point. There has to be a radical responsibility where we really take care of our own shit so that when our kids need us, we can be that soft, safe landing, but that's neutral, that's supportive, Mm -hmm. that isn't triggered by what the fuck they're doing. If we're triggered by something they're doing, that's on us, not them. What do we need to do to then go get ourselves together so that they can keep living their life and not holding back thinking that what they're doing is upsetting us, right? And so it's yes. it's a lot. You know, we're we're in this generation where we're having to cut a lot of threat, you know, ties. But I think it's so exciting. I freaking love it. Like I'm here for it. Let's cut all the fucking generational ties and like rewrite our story. I freaking love it. Yeah. Me too. And it takes a, it, you have to be brave to do that. You have to say, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I haven't spoken to my fam, my parents. I did not have a very nice household that I grew up in either. And I, like, I haven't even, my parents haven't even met my children. And there was a point in all of this where this sounds like, oh, that's so sad. It is one of the greatest things I have ever done for myself. And one of the most selfless things I've ever done for my kids, because I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of that situation. Why would I introduce my children to that? Wow. Sure. Sure. And those are things that you have to think about. Even people that have like, well, they've been my friends forever. Yeah, but they're drunk all the time. Like, why do we want to be around these people anymore? Well, they're my friends or they're my family or they're my mom or they're my sister. You know, people put up with shit for so long. It's that example for these kids of being able to bring them up, cut those generational ties that have been holding families back for so long. You know, you look at the prominent families that you see, like the Rockefellers or like people that have had all this generational wealth. They didn't start with that. Somebody decided I'm going to go first. And now look at where they're at, like all these generations later, like be the first one. Ed Milet talks about that all the time. Like, you know, you like be the first one, like watch, you never know what your ripple effect is going to be. You probably will never even see what it is in your lifetime. But what it will do is set up the generations from behind you. I know in Jamie Kern Lima's book, she talks about that too. You're not crazy. You're just first. And many people in your family, when you decide to step out and be the authentic one and not sugarcoat shit and say that you're not okay and actually talk up and be your authentic self, they're not going to like that. No, most people don't. But the more we do that, the more we have these beautiful friendships and these beautiful podcasts and the awareness for women that they're not going crazy. Because I know so many Mm -hmm. moms with like postpartum or they've been through a bad divorce or they're just struggling horribly. They don't like being a stay at home mom. They don't like being a working mom. They want to be at home with their kids whatever it is, but they have so much fucking guilt and they won't, they are so scared to just say it out loud, even to themselves and admit Mm -hmm. that's what's wrong. So instead we're taking all these pills and we're doing all of this shit that we don't need to be taking. We just need to be able to talk out loud about what is happening to us and how we feel. And that should not be judged. And I think as women, we have to really be careful of this because I think women have done it to other women. 
They've made each other 100%. feel like shit. 100%. There is a lot of judgment. And, it, you know, the judgment and the, the gossip, it really comes from a place of that person. And we all know this, right? Like we judge mm-hmm. what we either desire in someone else or what we wish we had. You know, there's always a longing, right? There's something that always comes back as a reflection. I, you know, I will say I lived as the I'm fine. This is just what I'm supposed to do kind of vibe, right? I, I bitched about it. I, you know, gossiped and judged and bitched over Rosé with friends. You know, I was a loud mommy martyr, but I never did anything about it. And I just blamed life. I blamed kids. I blamed my motherhood. I blamed my genes. And, you know, I kind of just had this like sitting on the sidelines of my life. I had a very victim mindset. And so mm-hmm. I was not in the habit of opening up and sharing. This is how I feel to admit this is hard for me to admit that things aren't working. You know, I was really not in that practice. I was never, ever, I didn't feel safe doing that. I grew up in the South, right? You grow up in the South, you're supposed to look a certain way and keep your mouth shut and kind of, you know, kids are supposed to be, mm-hmm. if I had a tantrum, I was sent to my room because it was inappropriate, right? So I really, truly be- had to work through that belief that feeling a certain way was a bad thing. And I, so to your point, it's not a, a switch that you flip right? And it is just little tiny efforts and choices that we make every single day. But something that can help a mom who's feeling overwhelmed, it doesn't have to be everything all at once, right? It's just like 1%, right? Could you just maybe instead of, you know, slamming the dishwasher closed and feeling sorry for yourself, take a deep breath and go turn on a song that makes you feel good. What if we just put a positive, like one other thought in your head that Mm -hmm. could just give you some hope? that maybe it doesn't have to be so hard all the time, right? Those are the little little shifts. And if you have a friend, I don't care if you haven't talked to her in 10 years, but if there's a friend that you're like, that's the girl, I think she's the one, freaking call her, call her up, ask her how she's doing, tell her I just need to share, right? I have, my husband and I are very, very close. So I knew I could talk right. to him. That's who I started with. I started with this, just someone I trusted. And I was, I was just admitted, I'm not okay. And that's how it started. And so it can be baby steps, but I do think it's a practice that we have to also not sugarcoat about, right? Like every single yep. day you're choosing to take care of yourself. How do I, what do I need today? What do I need to take care of myself today? That's priority one. Okay. That's where we're starting. And that it takes a practice, but like you said, the ripple effect, you feel it really quickly. Yeah. So if you were giving women like a couple of examples of things that they can start implementing into their life that are those baby steps, what would you recommend to them? Well, the first thing I always do is check on basic needs. How's the sleep? How's the, how's the fuel? How's the water, right? Like we actually have to get our physical body into a place where it's strong enough to handle maybe some new habits. Habits are the very last thing. The action step is the very last thing. We have to go back and we have to, you know, if you're not sleeping through the night, it's really hard to ask yourself to think about a different, you know, you're just on survival mode, right? Yeah. So I would say, you know, you've got to prioritize your sleep, even if that means taking your phone and putting it at a different spot, far, far away from your bedroom and getting the water, feeding yourself fuel, not just like a granola bar once every six hours or eating leftover cold mac and cheese standing up over the sink, right? Like, properly fueling yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, you know, I, the biggest thing that helped me in the beginning was before my feet even left the bed, this takes 30 seconds before I even got out of bed, I just 
kind of hit pause. We're so used to like jumping up and immediately clocking into mom life. And we're already, our minds are racing about all the things we have to get done, even before we brushed our teeth. So I just, every day I, I laid in bed and I just took a deep breath and I was like, Scotty, how are you? How are you today? And that's it. I don't even think I always had the answer, but I just started to notice that I was still there and I wasn't just on autopilot, that I was still Mm -hmm. me. I had really lost me in this whole thing. Now that in the beginning, it might not feel like a lot, but giving yourself some sleep, feeding yourself properly and actually checking in with yourself. Those are things you probably haven't done in a very long time. So they're going to all, your body's going to be like a sponge, like, Oh oh my God. And let me tell you this, the second you start asking yourself, how are you doing? Your body starts to communicate with you. And as soon as you give yourself even five seconds to say, how are you doing? How are you doing? Your body's going to say, I have a pain in my neck. I kind of have a headache. I didn't sleep as well as I wanted to. I'm a little thirsty. You're like, okay, great. Let me go. Why didn't I sleep well last night? Let me go get some water. Why is there a pain in my neck? Right? You just start to all of a sudden notice you're still here. And that to Mm -hmm. me is like step one. That's huge. Asking yourself, checking in with yourself. How many times do people, they don't do that. You know, I I can't remember what I was reading, but somebody had mentioned the thing of just having a one minute conversation with yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself in your eyeballs and talk to yourself. And it was, uh, I think it was Ed, Ed's podcast, but he was, it was between him and Jamie. Oh my God. It was so good. But she's like, look in the mirror and talk to yourself and actually really look at your eyes. She's like, when was the last time you ever spent time doing that? I'm like, I get, it's I'm like, so I'm in the mirror every morning, put my mascara on. You're like, totally. you're not paying attention because as you're doing that, you're thinking, fuck, I got to hurry. Cause I got to be here. I got to take the kids. I got to do this, but just stopping. If you can't give yourself one minute every day, like that's such a huge place to just start with because you do stop and breathe for a second and say, you know what? Maybe I'm not doing okay. We, we carry this like busy as a badge of honor. I'm so fucking busy. I don't have time. I'm this, I'm that. We have to stop identifying by what is what we're doing and how we're, and instead of how, like how we're being, how are, how are you? How do you feel? Where are you at? Mm-hmm. And I think if we can even make this into a process where it's like, you know what, when I stop to eat lunch, I do this again before I go to bed. Like how was Love your it. day? Even checking in with yourself. I know for me, I couldn't sleep worth a shit for years. I've always had a horrible time sleeping. I'd wake up having a panic mode, something about work, something about the kids, something about my husband, whatever it was. It was never stuff about me, like all the shit I had to do. But before I go to bed at night, it's a big thing, like bookend my day, like sitting down. This is stuff I got accomplished. This is the stuff I didn't get accomplished. And I do write that down. Stuff I wanted to do. Stuff I got done, stuff I didn't get done. Because that is the stuff that would wake me up in the middle of the uh, night. But I've got it out. Out of my head. I've physically yeah. written it down, not typed it, writ- wrote it down. It's yeah. like it just getting that out of my head has helped me sleep so much more because I've already acknowledged it. So it's not a surprise at 3 a.m. that I didn't get something done. Which I don't know why that happens to our brains in the yeah. middle of the night. But yeah. Look, I'm telling you all this. Don't. I am not perfect, right? You and I were just talking about this. I was allowing life to kind of 
I was a doormat this week, right? I was just letting life walk all over me. And I remembered, oh, mm-hmm. right. Nothing. I, I'm the only one that is allowing things to go on. But to your point, I love how you shared, you know, there's all these beautiful things we can do for self-care, right? We can, there's a, it's a general term self-care, what we're talking about. It's more than the bubble baths and going to Target by yourself. Self-care is really about nurturing yourself from the inside out so that you don't have to escape life. You can really engage with your life, right? And I think that's a yeah. big misconception that moms think, gosh, if I can just get that girl's weekend plan two times a year, that's my self-care. Hey, Freaking plan the girls' trip. I fucking love it. But don't ask that to solve all your problems. That's lanyap. That's a bonus. That's something you deserve. And go have freaking fun. Self-care is a necessity. It's not, it's not a luxury. And I think that's something that we often misunderstand. But I will say this: self-care is not created equal. What you choose to do that lights up your soul, that helps you recharge and recover so that you can show up at your best for your business and your your staff and your kids might look completely different for me, but we are worth doing the work to figure out what self-care needs to look like for us. I have a lot Mm -hmm. of moms that will come to me and say, give me the magic morning routine. Give me the mom manual so I can do X, Y, Z. I want this solved and this solved and this solved. Girl, I would love it if we had a mom manual. There is no mom manual because we are not all the same and neither are our kids. We have to write our own. But that's actually what is so fucking exciting. You get to write your own. You get to go out there and figure out what do I need to feel my best? What lights me up? What's going to help me fucking love my life so I can enjoy every moment, even the crap ones with my kids. I get to choose those things. Then I get to choose to do those things. And I think that's really important that when you decide that you want to feel better, you are starting on a journey and is something that goes Mm -hmm. on for the rest of your life. And as your kids get different ages, your work changes, your relationships change, your needs might change. So we always want to be open to that, right? We always want to be open to understanding where am I right now? What do I need? And starting with that check-in, that minute check-in every single day will give you that information. When you say like, okay, what do you need right now? I'm trying to get my kid into college, very different self-care needs than I had when she was in fifth grade. Amazing. What do I need right now to help me feel the way I want to feel right now? I'm checking in with myself. I need to take a lot of walks outside. I need to get away from my laptop and be out in nature. Do I walk for 17 hours? No, a 10 minute walk, right? And so it's just understanding that self-care isn't created equal and you deserve to figure out what that is for you. Yes. And it's not something you have to earn. No, I hear women talking. I, 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 I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten all of my stuff done, so I just can't because they're thinking about self care as an event. Like I have to do this. I got to go somewhere. I got to do this. It's not. It can be two seconds. Go in a dark room or the bathroom and shut the damn door and just sit and let it be quiet. Shut the light off. Let it be dark. I love to sit in my car before I get into my house. My husband's always like, why are you sitting in your car? I love like, that. With my steam warmer on have, and my music. Yes, love it. I have the music going on or I'm listening to a podcast or something. And I like literally have to, okay, talk to myself to mm-hmm. go from, I have a very short drive from my work office to my home. Oh. And many times because my husband and I work together in my business, 
that we will carry that all the way through our house. And we've been working really hard this year on shutting that off. So that for me is my tunnel time. Like I'm driving home. I need an extra five minutes. Everyone knows don't come out to my car. I just need minute by myself. Sometimes, you know, if it's been a shitty day at work, you might need to scream before you go in the house and start screaming at your kids. So, you know, like take that time, whatever it is for you, you're worth it. You are worthy of that time. You don't have to earn this shit. I love that. You shouldn't have to earn your own personal well-being. No, you do not have to earn it. It's not, it doesn't make you a bad mom. And I, I love how you said my family knows that this is what I need. That is beautiful. Figure out what it is, what it is you need. Share that with the people in your life. So they can support you in that. That's, it's not yeah. a test, right? It's not, it doesn't mean you don't love, like every, I think everybody in your house actually wants to help you. Like you said, your kids don't want a perfect mom. They want a happy mom. They want a mom that wants to be with them. They want a mom that likes them, not just loves them, right? But we can't like people in our life if we don't like ourselves. But I love your example. It's okay. You don't need permission. You don't have to earn it. Figure out what it is you need and share that with the people in your life so they can support you in that. Beautiful. Talk about bond. Talk about getting to know each other. Talk about the connection that that creates in your house. You also then are showing your kids it's okay to ask for what you need. Beautiful. I was just going to say that. That's a beautiful way of telling your kids when you need a moment too. You can also tell mom, I'm going to go to my room for a little bit because I need to have a moment by myself. And I will respect that and allow you that space. You know, it, we yeah. have to, I think as women, like you were talking about, like slamming the dishwasher and you're like, God damn it, everybody can see that there's dishes in the sink. How come I'm the only one that's doing the dishes in the sink? And for so long, I would tell myself, like, I don't have to fucking ask you. Why am I the one that's in charge of everything here? Like, there's oh, there's another person that's an adult that's here. Why don't you be in charge of this? I we love assume it. those roles and we do those things because we want to. Yeah. And then we get mad at people because they're not helping. I did the same thing forever. Now I'm like, come help me, come do this. And they're more than willing to come and help you do things. If you say something, otherwise out of sight, out of mind, people aren't thinking the way that we think all the time. So it's so important work and everything. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I get so excited about that. I completely agree. And it's what you just said, when you take that on our, the people in our life start to respond to how we are showing up. Life doesn't happen to us. It's happening in response to us. So if no one is helping you around the house, the way you think you should or need help, it's a good thing to ask. Have I told them what it is I want? Have I asked for what I need? Or am I just waking for my husband, waiting for my husband to magically wake up one day and just become somebody who decides that he loves the dishwasher? I'm like, I waited for years. That is not, my husband is just not the kind of person that wants to do the dishes. It's just like the Vince Vaughn movie, right? He's like, why would I want to do the dishes, right? But it's this weird testing, right, that we can do because it all goes back to what you were saying. It is scary to admit that we're not doing as well as we want to do. And it's scary to put our desires out there because, oh my gosh, what if we don't get them? But what's even scarier is like, what if I do get them? right? Then everything that I've thought maybe isn't true, right? And it like maybe life doesn't have to be this hard. Maybe I could actually enjoy things. Maybe I could sleep better and laugh more and have fun. And I don't have this price to pay 
for being blessed with kids, right? There's this interesting wire cross where we can kind of fuck ourselves over with the gratitude. I think gratitude can become very toxic if we're not careful, right? I want more. I want, I love my kids, but I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. But then your mind will say, yeah, but there's, there's moms out there who can't even have kids. You should be grateful you even have kids. What's wrong with you? You have a roof over your head. Why do you need more? Go be grateful for all the blessings that you've been given. Isn't that enough? And so there's this interesting way Mm -hmm. we can stop ourselves from going after the quote more because we're thinking, you're right. I should be grateful. I'm so lucky. I'm healthy. You know, I can pay a flat tire bill. I can put food on the table. There's people out there who can't put food on the table. And of course, we all want everybody, like there's beautiful things that we want. But what is, how are you actually helping that cause by not, by holding yourself back? Right. Like I, it's, it's, they don't actually like the person who can't actually put food on the table. She doesn't give two shits what you're doing. She's focused on herself, but what if, and this is a big, what if, but what if you go out there and pursue your dreams, then you create more time and energy. Then you create more confidence. Then you're able to volunteer and start helping out back in your community. And then you're able to actually help that mom who needs help. I just think there's this interesting way that we can like stop ourselves and like shame ourselves for wanting more. But I truly believe that if we desire something, it's meant for us. That's our compass. That's trying to nudge us in the direction that we're meant to go. And every time mm-hmm. we stop ourselves, we're holding ourselves back and we're really create. it's, it's just going to create a lot of exhaustion and re- like that thing where I just don't have any time for myself. You know, this is just temporary. This is just what a mom is supposed to do. Those are all excuses. And I get it. It's scary, but there's so much beauty. What if the opposite were true, right? What if going after what you wanted actually allowed you to make more of an impact in the world than you're making right now? So. Yes. We have to stop thinking that the word more is a negative word. Yeah, it's not. It's not at all because the more you have, the more it actually magnifies who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. good people with more do lots of really amazing things for people that don't have it. Yeah. And we're all here for a reason, right? Yep. We're working so hard to create this beautiful life for our family, but we're too miserable to enjoy it. What, what's that point? Right. And something this is, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual person and something I think about a lot is like, I wasn't put on this earth at random. I really don't believe in that. I think everybody has a role and we each have a unique superpower that is only inside of us. And when we're tapping into it, then we're able to share that gift with other people. But if we're holding back, then we're not really activating that superpower, that thing that makes us uniquely us. And I think every single human has something so special, so special that is to be shared with the world. But if we're hiding, if we're lying to ourselves and saying that we're fine and we're going through the motions and we're living on autopilot, we're missing out on that. We're missing out on interacting with that superpower and sharing it with other people. And then honestly, if you, it's the same thing with swimming. If you don't know how to swim, how can you teach your kid? If you don't know how to tap into your superpower, speak up for yourself and design a life that suits you. How can you help your kid do the same? Right. It's just a beautiful, it's just, I think about it all the time. Like you said, I have to go first. I have to be brave. I have to go test those waters. It's going to help me enjoy life, become more of who I am. And then I can say to my kids, I promise you the water's safe. Come on, let's go. Yeah. We have to stop expecting out of them what we don't expect out of ourselves. Yeah. That's a good one. 
because many times we tell them you can do and be whatever you want to be. However, we've got a dream on our own hearts and we're like, can't do it. You know, yeah. maybe later when they're older, maybe then I can do this. Yeah. Maybe then yeah. like later is not a day on the calendar. And if you wait for later, you'll never get it done. You'll never get it done. Never. You never. have to start, even if it's in small increments of little things, you know, I've always wanted yeah. like a group of women and like build a really big fucking table for cool chicks to come together and have conversations with. If that starts by just having one podcast a week or yes couple podcasts a month you know sometimes that's what ended up happening yeah I didn't quit and we keep going and now we have two and then we get three and then it becomes something that people can't wait to come and sit at and that, that is a beautiful beautiful thing to do and to be able to show our kids you know yeah. sometimes it's not this big race it's not this instant gratification you're not gonna have the magical morning routine that's just gonna light your world on fire because what some people do for a morning routine sounds like hell to me that's not going to fire me up for the day. Like I need to get up and I need to do specific things in the morning. If people are like, I get up and I go to the gym. I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym first thing in the morning. Like that's an afternoon thing for me. I got to wake my brain up first, you know? So it, there's no magical thing to anything. What you do, Scotty, and what I do isn't going to be what is going to be right for you as the listener listening to this. Thanks. Sit down exactly. and think about what do I need in the morning? What do I need in the evening? Where are my pain points? And write that shit down. There's so much power in just getting things out of your head mm -hmm. and putting them on paper and being able to look at them and think about it. We don't spend enough time as women, I think as humans, period, sitting and thinking about stuff. We're doers. And if you're high achieving women, which most people are that's listening to me or you talk here, it is like, got to go to the next thing. You look at your calendar and it's just a big fucking to-do list all day long. At what wow. point do you stop and like think about what just happened in that meeting and take the next steps? Yeah, I know when I was doing yeah. a lot of networking stuff, you go to the networking event, come home, cook dinner, do this, do this. A week from then, you're like, oh, I met that really cool chick. Oh, what was her name? I don't even remember because I didn't connect with anybody. So we do so many cool things and we learn so much and we get so much. Even from this podcast, I would challenge people, sit down. What are the things you struggle with as a mom? What are things you want to see happen in your life? What are you really fucking good at? Because sometimes it's not just about the stuff that we're lacking. Like celebrate yourself with stuff. 100%. So that you're not constantly in that like merry-go-round of feelings of like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I just can't get off of this. You know, I think yeah. a lot of moms end up in that space. Like you did yeah. as you start sliding down the wall, like get me off this fucking ride. It's the same yeah. thing over and over and over because we forgot about ourselves. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. And I love that. It's such a good reminder. Actually, if someone's listening don't even think too hard. What resonate? Think what comes to your mind? What resonated the most out of what you and I have said today? That's your guide. That's lean yeah. into that, right? Don't try. It's, it's that, that is a good practice of we were saying like, what is important to me? What am I interested in? What really resonated with me? Because that's your information that's going to tell you, oh, I should focus on that. I love when she said I needed to have a, a round table full of women. I want company. I want women. Amazing. That says a lot about what it is you need and want to thrive. How can you go connect with somebody today, right? If what I said about yeah. sleep, you're like, I'm so fucking tired. Great. 
That's your priority. That's what we're working on, right? Go get yourself the rest that you need and deserve so that you can wake up tomorrow feeling stronger, right? So I think it's also not to your, like, we try to be so appropriate and do everything and do everything a hundred percent, but sometimes it doesn't, we just can be a little bit more simple, just a little bit more simple. And that's honestly too, why I start with the basic needs. So many times when moms call me, they just are so done with the pain. They want the pain to go away. And they want that magic pill, right? They want the mm-hmm. one-click Amazon button and they want everything to be fixed. But a lot of times we actually have to go back. We have to go backwards and kind of start from mm-hmm. the beginning. It's like, okay, how are, what kind of relationship do you have with yourself? Are you treating yourself like your best friend or a piece of shit, right? Because we, we yeah. not make, we're not establishing one new habit until we figure out how we can build that relationship. But it's, you know, checking in with yourself. I love the talking to yourself. And sometimes in the morning, I'm like, good morning, gorgeous. You can do it. You got it. Yep. Go out there and slay. Right? Like there's nothing like a pep talk from yourself. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Make them pep talks to them. So glad that you said that because a lot of women are going to go to this default mode of like, my, oh, look at my hair and blah, blah, blah. And all of this bullshit. Like mm. you know, if you're going to talk to yourself, it better be good shit that you're saying there and don't sugarcoat yeah. things, you know, yeah. like I'm having a really good fucking hair day today. It looks great. You know, like say that you're like this new curling iron is amazing be happy put a little pep in your step and don't feel bad about it you know we we, when we make these lists of things i see this with people too even when i'm working with my team write down the problems that you see write down the things that you want it's like your brain instantly will think of something even if it's negative shit it'll be like oh well it's not that bad and you'll try to rationalize it no you got to write down the first thing that comes to your brain because if yeah. you're really going to work through these things and get into a place of ha- pure real authentic happiness you can't be trying to correct sugar-coated shit no you'll be on the wrong path it won't work mm-hmm. It actually won't work, right? If I'm not honest about some of if yeah, then we're fi- we're trying to fix the wrong thing. Yes. And I I say that actually, you're not broken. No one needs fixing. No. It's really just getting to know yourself again and give sure. making yourself a priority. Yeah. It's no and one's it's broken. It's okay to say Yeah. And it's okay to say I got some shit that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Because we're not perfect. We feel better. <laughs> it's, it's okay to say that. Feeling good feels good. Feeling good feels good. Let's let's lean on that. Like that is a good fucking motto. Like feeling good feels good. Yes. There's a lot of good happening around you. Like let's focus on what all the miracles you're pulling off. And I want to get I want to get moms to a place where they feel so fucking good. They're able to enjoy all the magical things they're pulling off every day, right? It's just Yes. Oh, I love it. So on that topic, tell them how they can connect with you so that they can feel like that. Thank you. I am always on Instagram. That's my, that's my zone. And my DMs are always open. I am, I am exactly what you see. So please connect with me. I love getting to know you. I want to hear what's going on. I'd like to know, let's not sugarcoat things. I want to help you feel better. I've got my podcast, which is the Momplex podcast. I drop two episodes a week, always diving into topics to just help a mom thrive because when moms thrive, their kids thrive. And I have a one-on-one mentorship. That's really where incredible transformation happens. And this is honestly, it's like a mentorship written by a mom for a mom. So I fucking get it, right? I literally understand. And I'm taking you through what I took myself through. And I also have group support systems. So there's so many ways to get into my world. 
And there's so many ways to feel supported and seen and heard. And that's why I'm here. And if you have not listened to Momplex, you must do that right away. And I will link all of this stuff in the show notes. But that podcast is authentically you, Scotty. And I love the way that you talk. It is just like none of this shit is scripted whatsoever. She talks from her heart and it is a beautiful thing where you're like, I felt like that today, too. And sometimes you just need to turn that on. Scroll through. She's got a bajillion topics on there. You've got over 200 episodes on there. And sometimes you just need to scroll and you're like, yes, that's how I feel today. And it's like sitting there with a girlfriend. Your episode is dropping. (laughs) You're so sweet. And everybody needs to go. Your episode is dropping in two weeks. So I'll be sure to send you all those links so everybody can come hear you on the Moplex podcast. It's such a good episode. Yeah. I'm so excited. That was also a very great conversation. Very, very great conversation. I just, I truly, I just adore you. I, there isn't enough women out in the world right now that are brave enough to talk about the stuff that you talk about. And it makes Mm -hmm. me emotional because it's such a rare thing to find somebody that is consistently authentic like that. I think that's such a buzzword in today's society. You know, you'll see people on Instagram and they're, they'll talk about a few things, but not quite here and a little censored on this side. And I just feel like you show up the same in all the stuff that you put out there. So that's a huge testament to how much she can help you if you are looking to work through some things as a mom and beat that burnout and stop playing the martyr situation, stop slamming the damn dish. Dishwasher. Stop slamming the damn kitchen dishwasher. back. Stop slamming the damn so, dishwasher. Ask for help. Yes, 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 yes. Um, do you have any other programs or anything else coming up that people can be excited about, or just stay tuned yeah, to Instagram? I am always. This is just brand new, and I'm so excited about it because I know. You know, you and I are saying all these incredible, beautiful things. Go love yourself. Go figure it out. But I understand as a busy as shit mom who literally doesn't even have time to pee by herself. How in the world are you going to find, figure out who you are, what the fuck you want, and how to make that happen in your day? I get it. It's incredibly hard. So I'm here to help you not have to figure it out. I'm going to be putting together a how to take care of yourself as a busy as shit mom program. It's going to be coming out in March and the wait list is open details are still being worked out, but it's going to be, it's going to be a group program. So you're going to be in the room with other moms who are literally like, girl, I see you. I get it. Let's work on this together. So you're going to feel so supported. I'm really excited about it. So, um, I will drop my website so you can get on the wait list. And that way you'll be the first one to know as soon as this stuff releases, but I'm really excited about it. That's exciting. I want to be in busy as shit moms because that will make me feel better. (laughs) Find that community. You really have to. I think that's one of the biggest keys of really getting out of this shitstorm we put ourselves in is really finding a community where you can connect with women. I feel like I could sit down and talk to Scotty all afternoon and we would never run out of things to talk about. Those are the kinds of women that you want to run into. These are the kinds of women we could pick this up six months from now and still continue on as if we had talked to each other yesterday. Those are the kinds of women that you need in your life. If you find yourself in this busy as shit season of life of motherhood and everything else, (laughs) 
because it's it's one that is a stress reliever, not a stress inducer, which sometimes you can find in some of those women's yeah. groups. So that's true. That is true. We are going to be stress relievers. This is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You have the best energy. I just adore you. You're a badass. You're just awesome. Thank Thank you so much. I love this so much. So at the end of every podcast, Scotty, I always ask everybody this question because I am writing a book and my book is all about everyday women that are out there kicking ass and in the really unique ways they are doing that. So when people hear the phrase ladies, ladies kicking ass, it can mean a lot of different things to different women. And so mm-hmm. I always love to ask everyone, when you hear the phrase, ladies kicking ass, what does that mean to you? Oh my gosh. So the it's coming. That means she is using her voice. She's tapping into what's going on on the inside. She's not worrying and stressing about what's going on around her. And she's not apologizing for what feels good to her and what she wants. And she's blazing a trail right? She's exactly what you and I were talking about. She's just like, you know what? I've got this desire inside of me. And if I don't follow through with it, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to have to trust and believe in faith, not fear. And just know that if I go out there, it's going to make a difference. And that to me is a lady kicking ass. Like she's going out there, she's using her voice. She's believing in herself. She's doing it scared and she's not apologizing for it. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So good. So, so good. Well, thank you so much, Scotty. This has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for showing up and just laying it out and having a great conversation with me. And everybody, be sure to check her out. Follow the stuff that she's doing on Instagram. Even if you need some little pep talks, you know, the little videos, jump on that podcast, listen to those things. You are not alone. And there are two women here that would love to support you if you find yourself in dire straits at some point in time and you're like, I just don't know who to reach out to. Find women like us that are out there because we want to be here to help you. And that's why we continue to put out podcast episodes and let people know you are never alone. There's always someone that is out there wanting to help you. So definitely use your resources. And here's two great ones for you. Thank you. Thanks for being part of the Ladies Kicking Ass community. Cheers to all you badass women out there. Keep rocking your power, igniting your fire, and making waves in the service industry. If you loved today's episode, please do me a quick favor. Take a screenshot, post it, and tag us at Ladies Kicking Ass. Be sure to include the link to your favorite episode. Your support in spreading the word means the world to us as we aim to empower even more women. Hit that subscribe button to stay tuned for more kick-ass episodes. And don't forget, a five-star review is the ultimate high five. Connect with us on social media. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some serious ass, lady.